friends, you have now entered the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our fantastic friends from Hy-V and Toys and Ford. I'm Dan Casper, as always, for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in and, and checking us out, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener. We're going to talk some uh, brewers and grades now that the first quarter is officially in the books for the Milwaukee Brewers season. I'm going to hand out some grades, players, positions, coaching, front office, all that fun stuff. Before we get to it, though, just a couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Don't forget to be a friend and tell a friend uh, about the Man Cave podcast. Uh, Tell your friends, family, uh, significant others about the podcast. Spread the good word of the Man Cave podcast. Don't forget yourself to subscribe and follow uh, the Man Cave podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. And I want to hear from you, okay? We got that voice thing up, the voice message thing where you can leave a voice message. Give me your commentary, uh, a question for a, a Q&A segment, uh, or just whatever. If you want to say something, send it on over. All right? It's easy. It, the link is in the podcast description. You don't have to dial a number or anything, and you can be featured on uh, on a future episode of the of the pod. All right? Or hit me up on Twitter at D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R, Facebook.com, slash Casper Sports, Instagram. Dan Casper Sports. I want to hear from you. I want you. I want you to be involved on the on the podcast here. So let's talk some Brewers. Since we are a quarter of the way into this thing, how would you grade the Brew Crew? Now remember, just uh, again a quick quick little bit of a nugget. Our texting line since we're switching programs here, it's a little bit uh, under repair. So if you want to hit hit us with your with your thoughts. Shoot me a quick message on Facebook or his, uh, or for uh, on my Twitter, uh, or comment on the video stream, or shoot me an email too. Should have done that on the uh, kind of our, our email thread out there, but nonetheless, um, yeah, maybe I'll still do that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that at the end of the program or sometime this morning. Anyways, so now that we are officially a quarter, does anybody get an A? Does anything about this Brewers team get an A? They're in first place. By a game over Pittsburgh. But is there anybody that deserves or you think gets an A? There's no right or wrong answer in this. Everybody's got their own thoughts. Got their own grading scales, grading systems and such. So, how'd you go about it? Let's. Uh, I'm going to start it off kind of going player-wise. Okay, I'm going to go break down a few players. I'm not going to go through every player uh, on this thing. I'm just going to go through... I'll go through a few of them here. So let's start with Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez, the home run leader here for the uh, for the Brew Crew. So far this year, 256, 10 home run, 23 RBIs. He's got an on base of a 345 and an OPS of an 873. If you're looking, you know, if you want to break it down in his last 100 at bats, he's actually hitting 280 with a slugging of 580 and and nine home runs. I'm going to give Rowdy, I think, a solid B. Now, 
I'm sure there's going to be some people like, ah, I'd like that average up a little bit more. But he's actually almost 20 points higher than his career uh, for, for some of his career averages. He's a career 238 hitter. Uh, his on-base percentage is higher, 35 points higher right now than his career. And his OPS is also higher. So I think I'm giving Rowdy a, a, a solid B, maybe even a B plus. That might be a little high, but I think a solid B is appropriate for for Rowdy Tellez at this point from what we have seen from him in the first quarter of the season. I mean, if we're kind of like doing the projections here, right? First quarter, 10. Second quarter, you should have 20, 30. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's projecting right now, projection based off the, the rest of the season, probably going to have between 30 and 40 home runs this season if he continues this trend. Will he get that high? We'll see. You know, last year he or yeah, last year he hit 35 home runs, so I mean he's kind of on that that trend again. But remember last year he only hit 219. So, I think I'd give Rowdy a a solid B right now. How about Willie Adams? Now, Willie Adams if you're looking at what he has done so far this year, his average is down compared to his career numbers. His on-base percentage is down compared to his career numbers. His OPS, down. They're all down right now. And especially if you're looking at maybe his last 110 at-bats, last uh, that'd be about last 30 games. I mean, that's pretty much the, the whole season there. But, I mean, 182... Slugging of a 318, four dingers in that. I think I might have to. I'm 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 going to be a little hard on Willie. I'll be a little bit harder on Willie Adamas. Yeah, he's got seven home runs here, but I'm I might go D plus C minus C minus D plus on, on Willie Adamas in his first quarter of the season. Great defensive player. But I think right now, in terms of offensive numbers, especially in the year, you know, this past offseason, we were talking about Willie Adamas and, you know, new contracts. How much is he worth? Should the Brewers get him under contract now before maybe that price tag goes up? And right now, maybe there's some fans out there saying, wiping their brows, saying, thank you for not doing that right now. I'm going to be a little bit harder on Willie Adamas because I think, well, at least for me, but I think a lot of Brewers fans too. Had a little higher expectations for for Willie Adamas, and so far in the first quarter, hasn't really played up to that, in my opinion. Sure, you know you can look at some of the other statistics and, and numbers and be like, oh, maybe he's played a little bit better than what some of those numbers are proven. Sure, yeah, but I think for me right now, I had higher expectations for Willie, and right now in the first quarter, I don't think he. Uh, in my opinion, has has played up to that. I'm going to save Yelly here towards towards the later part here because I think he's going to be an interesting grade for for quite a few people out there. I really do. Uh, let's kind of focus now on some of the uh, the newbies here. Again, I don't want to go through every single player, but I want to kind of go through some of the 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 new players on this on this thing. Let's start with Brian Anderson. So third base slash right field, hard throwing, Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson 
You know, the guy that I think a lot of Brewers fans, at least the ones who were chiming in, were kind of excited, intrigued about the potential he could he could bring to this team. Maybe kind of an under-the-radar type of signing. And, you know, first, would you say about first month of the season? Maybe, eh, maybe not that much, but eh, through middle of April, dude was looking, you know, pretty legit. Like, all right, this guy is off to a fast start. He was off to a fast start for the crew. You know, first couple weeks of the season, you're talking about over a 300 hitter. Kind of came back down to earth a little bit. But by the time he opened up May, you know, he was was hitting 245. I mean, he started off the season incredibly hot from the play. Looking at, you know, back on April 11th, he was hitting 303, but he's already kind of trending downward a little bit. And I get it. Limited at bats, number skewed, that sort of thing. But it's gone down, you know, every game from, from April 11th, 286, 282, 295, 286, 269, 289, 274, 273, 261, 264, and ends up finishing the month of April at, at a 250. Now, just kind of going through each game logs on there. And so far in the, in the month of May, Brian Harrison's hitting 211. His slugging's just a 263 in the month of May. And his on-base percentage is 302. So far, altogether through the season, Brian Anderson is hitting 243, which is just about uh, 11, 12 points off his career average. His on-base percentage, not that far off from his career numbers. He's uh, career 339 on-base. So far, 323. OPS, a little bit below his career numbers. He's a 748 career, 727 this year. We know about the arm strength. We know about what he can provide defensively. So I think for me, I mean, I'd, I'd probably put Brian Anderson at, at like a C right now. If he was continuing what he was doing at the opening of the season, at the beginning part of the season, this grade would be a lot higher. I might go like C plus, C, C plus right now for, for Brian Anderson. And and I think he does get extra credit points here a little bit because of the versatility that he can provide from playing right field and also playing third base, the arm strength that he has and he's displayed at various times throughout this season. So I think it you know, for me, I'm probably around a C plus, maybe around like that seventy seven, seventy eight percent, depending on what grading scale the kids use these days. I mean, I'm I'm from the cloth of seventy to seventy nine. You know, was was in the C range, seventy nine to like seventy seven was a C plus, seventy six to seventy four was a C, and then seventy three to seventy was a C minus. We don't need to go that, you know, into detail, but kind of where I was thinking is like the seventy eight, seventy seven line for for Brian Anderson, William Contreras, catcher. This is kind of an interesting one here too because this is another guy who, for the longest time was leading the team in average, was their most consistent hitter. Started off the season a little bit slow the first few games, but then really picked it up about the second weekend in April. Second week in April. And he ended up finishing the month of April hitting 297. Now, not a big home run threat. Only had one home run in, in the month of April, but 
297, 405 slugging on base of a 388. May so far, I mean, he kind of picked it up where he left off, beginning part, but has really trailed off right now in, in the month of May. Month of May, overall, he's hitting 171. 171. His slugging didn't go down that much because he has a couple of home runs in the month of May so far. So you're talking at a 400 slugging. His on-base percentage, though, did go down about 80 points, 70, uh, 78 points to be exact. But he has really been kind of going on a little bit of a slump here in the month of May. And you look at his season so far, 257, which is, if we're comparing it to his career, he's right right near his career numbers. He's a career 260. His on-base percentage is actually higher, 859 this year, compared to a career of 342. And his OPS this year, 757, compared to a career of 800. I think he's kind of maybe surprised a little bit or exceeded some of the expectations just a little bit in terms of his defensive uh, play. And that's something I think the Brewers could kind of hang their hats on throughout their last few years or such has been bringing in catchers and, and really improving their, their defensive play going back to even Jonathan Lucroy. But I think for, for Contreras again, I'm looking at this and Maybe again about that, like the Brian Anderson grade. Maybe a C plus. And I know he's around his career numbers on a lot of that. But again, I think, you know, we were looking at what he kind of did last year. All-star type of thing. You know, all-star game. Maybe you're hoping he's going to be a 280 hitter. 275, somewhere around there. Just being a consistent bat within the lineup. The month of May, the way he's been kind of trending in May is... Has taken a little bit of a hit, no doubt. But I'm maybe at a C plus B minus type of feel for for William Contreras, and that might still be a little high with the B minus part. But again, it's it's what your expectations were heading into the season with these guys too. I think has to play a part in it. Gonna get going here. Uh, Bryce Terang, one of the newbies. One of the uh, one of the guys who made the opening day roster, maybe a little bit of a surprise that he actually did make the opening day roster, but I think it's clearly evident that the Brewers wanted to play some, you know, improve their defense, have some speed, not only in the offensive lineup but in their up the middle of the field in defense. And Bryce Terang has displayed that; he has shown his defensive ability. And again, this is a guy who started off the season. Uh, really hot from the plate. If we're looking just straight up for, from the offensive statistics, he started off the season really good. But middle of April, towards the, the back end of April, kind of trailed off there a little bit. Ended up finishing the month of April 208. May, right now though, he's hitting 278. So career or I should say season though he's about a 234 on base 268 628 OPS three home runs 12 RBIs five stolen bases now obviously we don't have a career numbers to compare with uh with what you know he's done in the years prior because he's a rookie 
So the expectations, what what uh, maybe a little trickier. What kind of expectations did you have on on Bryce Frank? Again, maybe it was a little bit surprised. Like, oh, he he made the team. We knew about him in AAA. We've been hearing about him. Maybe making the major league ball club just a little bit earlier. I think we all thought at some point this year he'd be up, but nonetheless, I I'm kind of putting Bryce Terang and 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 this might be a little high for for some people, but when I factor in his defensive play, I think I'm going r- around a B minus. For Bryce Terang. Yeah, you'd like that average up a little bit more. Maybe around a 260, 270 type of hitter. But I'm, I'm kind of hovering around a B minus, and a lot of that has to do with his, his defensive play, in my opinion. Maybe a C plus on there. But I just really like this kid's defense and the, and the speed that he provides up the middle and covering so much ground. Man, I think he's going to be a solid player. And I think the the batting average and the offensive numbers are going to stabilize, and they're going to get more consistent. You know, uh, the more times he spends up in the in the big leagues. Uh, the other youngster who's probably getting more playing time right away than we uh, initially expected didn't make the opening day roster, but was called up the day after with the injury to Luis Urias. So he's been getting in a lot of playing time this year. Now with Garrett Mitchell's injury, probably going to be staying with the with the ball club here. And again, you know, first few games he was he was hitting fairly well, but has been a little bit down since then. April two twenty six. So far, May one sixty two. This year, two oh seven does have three home runs, six fifteen OPS on base with two seventy six. Kind of like Bryce Terang, though. Again, we'll, we don't have anything to base it, base it off. We don't have previous seasons to look at. He's one of these youngsters that we've heard a lot about. Part of that offensive, you know, or I should say the outfield depth that they've had in AAA or even AA if you want to count Jackson Cheerio. But again, it's his defense. He's made some incredible plays in the outfield. Catches. I mean, for a big guy, Roman, I mean, he's kind of that typical right fielder. You've heard Brandon talk about him a lot. Kind of that typical right fielder, big guy, six foot four, two twenty. But he's playing really well in center field too because of his speed. So how much do you fact how much, you know, extra credit points, if you will, does he get because of his defensive play over his offensive play? I think for Joey Weimer, I'm I'm at about a I'm at about a C, C plus, because I really do want his offensive numbers to get higher. Great defensive player, but he's got to get those offensive numbers higher. And I think, again, like Bryce Terang, they'll get up there. I think they'll, they'll climb up there the more he plays, the more experience he gets under his belt. But there's no doubt, it's, he's got to be better than a 207 hitter. I think we'd all agree with that. Uh, Jesse Winker. I got to get going here. Uh, Jesse Winker. So, again, one of the newbies coming in, looking for a bounce back year after spending a year with the Mariners. Wasn't working out. Kind of thinking, okay, bringing him back to the NL Central in a hitter's ballpark. Would he put up similar numbers to when he was with with Cincinnati? And you're looking at what he has done so far this year. Mm. Again, 
probably not living up to the to the expectations. I mean, this year he's 232. He did get a couple hits yesterday. Uh, 354 on base, 622 OPS. That's it's almost 200 points less than his career OPS. His on base percentage is about uh, 20 points less, and and his batting average about 35 points less. And he hasn't been hitting for power this year. He's he's got no home runs, and he hasn't been the biggest power hitter throughout his uh, throughout his career. I mean, when you look at it, the most home runs he has hit was back in 2021 with the Reds at 24. And that's the only time he's hit over 20 home runs. Last year for Seattle, 14, 2020, uh, 12, 2019, 16. So, I mean, I don't think we should have been expecting, you know, 30-plus dingers or anything like that. But for a guy who's primarily playing the, the DH role here, we can really only look at what he's providing offensively. And right now... You know, May, or excuse me, April 245, May 241. I just, I might have to go D plus C minus because I want a little bit more from a guy who's primarily just being an offensive player, playing the DH spot. 13 RBIs, no home runs, 19 hits. Got to be a little bit better than that. So I'm going to be a little bit harder on that because he's not providing anything on the defensive side. I'm going to be a little bit harder on, on Jesse Winker there. Christian Yelich. I'm really curious to see how Brewers fans would grade Christian Yelich in the first part of the season. You look at team leaders right now. Christian Yelich is your team leader in batting average, 258. He is your team leader in runs, 32. He is three home runs off. Rowdy Tellez from being tied for the uh, home run leader. He's tied for RBIs. He is a team leader in stolen bases. You go to Brewers.com right now, and they put leaders on there. Christian Yelich's name and face is attached to four of the five. The RBIs won. There's three tied, so they got like a blank face there, but Yelich is a part of that. So... Knowing all that and knowing his defensive play, he's made some great defense plays. He's he's one of the top left fielders in terms of defensive numbers. How do you grade that? Is his average up there about a 275, 280 like we all wanted? No, probably not. But I think I'm going to give Christian Yelich a B. I'm going to give him a B right now. Maybe B minus, B, B minus. It's not an A, but I think it's trending up too. Now, hopefully he did. They, he was taken out of the game last night. Craig Council saying his back's been a little bit tight, so they're just being precautious. So hopefully it's nothing that's going to keep him out too long. But I think it's fair to say, if you want to give Yelich a, a B, B minus, one of the team leaders in a lot of categories offensively. That's what we wanted to see from, from Christian Yelich. Could they be a little bit better, though? Yeah, everybody could be a little bit better. You know, pitching-wise, I'm just going to run through this. Corbin Burns, I'm probably at a C. Strikeout numbers aren't up there. His walks are up there. Not what we kind of expected, at least, you know, initially. We had high expectations for Corbin Burns coming in here. Cy Young, strikeout leader, wins leader perhaps. Although the fan graphs line on wins I thought were very low uh, to begin with. But I'd I'd go C just because, again, 
expectations for or, uh, for for Corbin Burns high. They're up there, and they should be. Wade Miley, I'd probably even with that poor start against the Dodgers, I'm probably giving him a B. He's been fantastic outside that one start. B B plus, maybe one of the highest graded players on this team. Freddie Peralta, C plus. Try not to factor in too much of the game from last night. But he's had decent strikeout numbers. So C plus, B minus, maybe around there for Freddie Peralta. Maybe B minus might be just a scotch too high. You know, you could say maybe the bullpen in the first half of the first quarter probably would have gotten an A. Or a very strong B plus. Right now, maybe B minus. When we're looking at uh, the bullpen altogether, I mean they've had their hiccups. They have been, they have not been perfect. But when you go into it again, the expectations we didn't know a lot of these guys in the bullpen. We knew Devin Williams, and that was pretty much it. We knew a little bit about Bush. Now Eric Lauer is being moved to the bullpen. Can that help out? Oh, he had a great game on Sunday. Craig Council's great for me. He's got a team in first place right now. I'll probably go B, B minus. Great starts the season. Went through a little bit of a rough patch here, like every team does in baseball. But first place, I think it, I think B's fair. B minus. Matt Arnold, the the team he's put together at this point. B. Overall grade for for the Brew Crew. I'd be okay with a B, maybe even a B minus. Great start, again, in April. Great April. Slow start to May. Kind of limping into the final quarter of the season. Maybe lowers that grade a little bit. Areas of improvement. More consistent on offense. Getting more healthy. They've gone, and that's and maybe that's where the grades go up a little bit more for some other people too, because you haven't had Brandon Woodruff for most of the quarter. Luis Urias went out after the first game. Garrett Mitchell's done. We haven't had Aaron Ashby at all this year. So maybe that's where the grade actually goes up for some people. And that's and that's absolutely fair, too. I think you do have to factor that in there. For me, I'm probably hovering around a B, B- when you factor everything in as an overall team grade for, for the Brewers. Maybe it's a little hard. Maybe it's a little harsh. Maybe it's a little high for some. That's where I'm at, though. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. A couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment, just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.